This is Fantasy Book Club. Welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club, and just by listening, you're a member. My name is Sydney Liley, and I stole the intro from Colin. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Colton David Pratt. So actually, Colton told me to do the intro. No, she stole it. uh, By threat of violence. At threat of violence, she stole the intro from me. Yes, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like the implied abuse. That's not very funny. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm now sorry. It, it's now I'm time sorry. for jokes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. As she said, we're the Internet's book club. Uh, and You just got really sad sounding. Are you okay? No, I'm just trying to remember what I normally say because I was so <laughs> thrown off by you doing it. So I'm sorry. Uh, just by listening, you remember, my name is I'm Sydney Lyerly. Uh, <laughs> and we're reading Stephen King's fairy tale right now, I guess. <laughs> What do we normally you say? Guess. What do we normally say? Literally that. Oh, okay. We're reading uh, fairy <laughs> tale. Forget how to do our intro because we switched roles. Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, we've been doing that on intros for the past few weeks. We need to get. We need to get back on it. Nah. Nah. Okay. We like cool. to keep it interesting here. So this. <laughs> like to keep it terrible. <laughs> That's why you all listen. You never yeah. know what to expect from the intro. That's fair. Okay. Anyways, reading Stephen King's fairy tale, like Colin said, this week we read. We did. Like a special kind of reading. Oh. We did chapters nine and ten nine. And if you read ten ten, I am very upset with you. I know <laughs> you probably wanted to, and I know Colton did. I read the first line and then I was like, Colin! I didn't mean to. Colin! It's hard to stop sometimes when you're reading and you're like getting into no, it. No, that's, that's fair, yes. Yeah, so I read the first line and then I stopped. You read ten ten. Yep. I'm disappointed. Don't read ten ten. Uh, so it's it's like the Bible. Read ten nine, not ten ten. Yes. All right. Uh, so the first chapter we read, of course, was chapter nine. Yes. And we read all of it. So there's a Sydney chapter. So she's going to go ahead. This and This is a me chapter. Give us the so rundown. I'll read the the title. So titles are the thing in the shed, a dangerous place, nine one one, the wallet, and a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we start off with Charlie talking about how he no longer shows up at six a.m. to feed radar because Mister Bowditch can do it himself now, which is good. Um, but it's a anyways, it's a Saturday and he, you know, goes up to the top of the hill to, you know, go say hi to Mr. Bowditch and Radar. He gets there. Um, Mr. Bowditch is sitting um, at the kitchen table reading a cinder block sized book. Yeah. Big according book. to Charlie. Yeah. So real thick. Um, and Mr. Bowditch tells uh, Charlie that he made it through the night and uh, he's not much of a morning person or an afternoon person. Or an evening person. So <laughs> that's a fun little thing. Uh, um, but he tells Charlie to uh, rinse uh, the glass that um, he drink- he's drinking out of. of. Yes. And he Charlie talks to Radar and Baby Voice. And Mr. Butch is like, stop that. Walkies? Quit it. Ray, do you want to go walkie walk? <laughs> and Mr. Butch is like, no. She, he goes, she's 98 in human years. <laughs> I always thought that felt patronizing to dogs, but they love it. They eat that crap up. <laughs> Baby talking to them? Yeah. I always was like, you're an adult dog. What are you doing? Imagine walking up to a wolf and doing that. <laughs> like, hey, Wolfie. Wolfie, Wolfie. You want scritchy scratches? You're a good dog. Oh, buddy. The wolf would probably eat you. Yeah, it's, it's wild that the dogs are just like all of Yes, I want scritchy scratches. Yes. It's because they're domesticized. 
<laughs> domesticated. Yes. I promise. Domesticated. <laughs> I promise I know words. I promise Sydney's a smart person, although she might not uh, show it on this. I just, on this I show. can write words better than I can speak words most of the time. Audience. I'm sitting here with the book in my lap. I just flipped through the pages while I was making sounds and my eye is caught. Hail the Grinch. And I don't know what, <laughs> what? it means or where it's from in the book. But <laughs> later on, I definitely read something that said Hail Grinch. What? And so I'm excited to learn. This is going to play into my theories Hail later. Grinch? I think. I don't know. I don't know where what, it's from. Was that a title or what? No, it was just a random line on <laughs> a random page. It just my eyes saw it for like a That's quarter of a second. That's so funny. Okay. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Sorry about the distractions. Um, it's fine. Uh, Radar is at the door and all of a sudden she starts barking like crazy, crazy barking. Yeah. And Mr. Boach is like, hey, what the heck are you doing? Um, yeah. Like, and then he tells Charlie to go look. And Radar is freaking out. Charlie, like, opens the door and she's facing the shed. Yeah. And she bolts, like, out the door towards the shed. And yep. Mr. Boach gets up and is like, get back here. But Radar's not paying attention. She's freaking out. And all of a sudden we hear a thud from the shed and a weird mewling sound. Sort of like a cat, but higher in pitch. Yeah. What the book says. It says like a chalk scream on a blackboard. Oh, that's terrible. The worst sound in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. Ew. You know, bad sounds since I was a child have made me, and I, and my, I used to say this a lot, it's a sound that makes me roll my lips in, which look at the idea of like, think of, think, roll your lips in right now. Yeah. I used to do that as a kid for any bad sounds. And so any class that had that a chalkboard sense. in it was torture and I would sit for the entire class period. People must have thought I was just insane because I sit for the entire <laughs> class period with my lips like inside my, mm, yeah. yeah, look like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's my uh, experience with that. Also one thing. Goose flesh, really? It's not called goose flesh. Them goosebumps. <laughs> goose flesh sounds I mean, like what you what you eat when you eat a goose. It's not. It's, <laughs> even then, though, goose don't bump like that. Like, why are they called goose? Goose bumps? don't bump like yeah, that. Yeah, goose got feathers. Why are they called goosebumps or goose I, flesh? I don't know. Why are you asking me these things? You want to know the worst one? When they're called goose sure. pimples. I've never heard. You've never that. heard of goose pimples? No. That's what like some people call them goose, goose pimples. pimples. Yeah. If I ever hear anyone call them goose pimples, you'll think of this moment. I yeah, I will think of this moment, and then hopefully clock them in the nose. That's because <laughs> that's what they deserve for calling them goose pimples. <laughs> Wonder how many people we've just offended. Uh, probably like six. Uh, <laughs> continue. Anyways. Um, uh, Radar is not listening. She's barking at the uh, the shed like crazy. Um, there's more weird noises coming from it. And Charlie like runs down the porch steps and towards the shed. And Mr. Boach is like, you need to get away from there. Get away from the shed. Yeah. Um, he comes down and he is literally yelling at Charlie to get back in the house. Yeah. And Radar runs towards the house because she's freaked out. Charlie runs towards the house because he's now freaked out. And he comes inside and Mr. Boach is like, get inside, get inside. And he's like, there's nothing to worry about. You know, you'll that door the door will hold. Um, but and then he says it must have moved the boards and the blocks. It must be a big one. And so we don't obviously know at this point what he's talking about. No, we don't. But you, the listener who read correct, you know. Yes. If you're a listener, actually, if your listener doesn't know, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we find out in the next chapter. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, he, Mister Boach, like you know, has pushed Charlie out of the way. Yeah. Is he has grabbed the gun. Mm-hmm. And he says, stay here. I'll take care of it. He goes outside and, you know, goes into the shed and 
Charlie's like, wait, no, you can't. You're like injured. You know, you can't do this. Yeah. Um, but he's he's got the gun belted around his waist. Yep. Um, he goes into the shed. Waddles out like an old old man. Yes. Um, so he's in a lot of pain. Yeah. He uh goes into the shed, shuts the door behind him. Charlie doesn't hear anything for a couple seconds, and then hears two gunshots, but they're very, very muffled. Yeah. And, because the shed has very good like acoustics. Sound. Sound dampening. Yes, that was what I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah, very good. It would be great to record a podcast in because your your yeah. your sound won't bounce off the walls much. Yes. Actually, no, I lied. Your sound will bounce off the walls a lot because yes. of this not getting out. Yeah, never mind. Terrible acoustics. Yes, but good on the outside. <laughs> you can't really hear it. <laughs> Thanks for like just messing around <laughs> to speak about this garbage. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyways. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> um, uh, so he, Charlie hears the two gunshots, and then for like a couple minutes, hears nothing. Like no, no response from Mr. Bowditch, nothing. And then Ouch. all of a sudden, he opens the door and comes out of the shed, shuts it, relocks it, walks back up to the house. Yep. And at this point, his leg is like bleeding. His scars from where he had the rod through his leg Ew. is bleeding. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Colin's face. I don't like it. <laughs> he got real uncomfy. <laughs> I yeah, I hate I hate holes in leg. That's the thing that exists That's from those fair. things, and I don't like them. They make me feel gross. Yes. Sorry. Um, but Charlie helps him in, lays him down like he's in a lot of pain. He asks Charlie to go get him a whiskey bottle because he's in a lot of pain. Yeah. And Charlie does. Um, so he gives him the whiskey bottle, takes the gun off of him. Yeah. Um, puts it underneath the bed because that's where Mr. Boat says to put it. Yep. And um, Charlie's like, what was that? What was in there? And Mr. Roach is like, I will tell you, but not today. Yeah. Right now, I just want the oxy and I want to go to sleep. Yeah. And so Charlie gives him the oxy and thinking, oh, maybe this isn't a good idea after he just had some whiskey. But he didn't have a lot. Yeah. He had like a very, very minuscule amount of whiskey. Yeah. But he was a little bit worried about it, but he figured it was okay. So he gave him the oxy. And um, good doctoring there. Yeah, great. <laughs> good, good doctoring. Great doctoring. It was just a little bit of whiskey. It's yes. Great doctor. Um, but Mr. Bodich is like, don't go into the shed. Yeah. You may eventually go in there, but right now, don't like even think about it. And Charlie's like, is that where the gold's from? And he's like, well, that's complicated. Um, and I will tell you eventually, but you cannot tell anybody this because the consequences I can't even imagine. And so he makes Charlie promise not to tell anybody. Right. And then he basically kicks him out and goes to bed. Kicks him out. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we skip forward a little bit and find out that usually Charlie and Radar go on a walk down the hill to Charlie's house. But Radar doesn't want to come with him today because uh, she's worried about uh, Bowditch. Trauma. Yes, She's dog trauma. trauma. Dog trauma. Dogma. Oh, wait, no, that's like religion. That is religion. Thank uh, you. Trauma dog. <laughs> just stop. Just, just stop. Dog- You're not getting anywhere with this. Dogma does sound like a dog with trauma. Dogma? Dogma. It's an interesting word, that's for sure. Also, it kind of sounds like ligma. Ligma. Yeah, you know what that is? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Continue. Moving on. Um... So Charlie is now at his house having lunch. His dad's not there, and he's thankful for that because uh, he knows that he would have kept trying to keep the secret, but he knows his dad would have been able to like see that something was wrong. Yeah. And so he doesn't know how well he would have been able to keep it from his dad just because his dad is very good now that he's sober at telling. Good. Um, good yes. For him. Uh, but he goes back up the hill to Mr. Burch's house. 
mm-hmm. walks in. Mr. Boach is asleep still, and his breathing is very like raspy. Like it's not smooth like regular breathing like should be. Butter. Like it's, butter. It's unlike butter in a lot of ways. <laughs> I mean, I don't think your breathing is typically like butter. You're right. I know I'm right. <laughs> I'm aware. Thank you. It's late at night, listener. Can you tell? I am I am delirious. Colin's over here drinking coffee. Yeah, I'm gonna not sleep. And it's tonight. like 9 30 at night. It's gonna be great. I'm so excited. Uh-huh. Continue. I'm continuing. I'm so glad. Um, anyways, uh, Mr. Boric does eventually wake up, which is good. <laughs> um, and the at this point, the his raspy breathing's gone, it's back to normal. Mm-hmm. Uh Charlie makes popcorn and they sit and watch HUD, yeah. which is a black and white movie that I've never heard of. Uh, Charlie apparently likes it. Uh, Mr. Birch freezes a frame and <laughs> <laughs> to look at Paul Newman and says, was he the ha- handsomest man alive? Yeah. It, <laughs> which is funny. And Charlie's like, maybe. <laughs> They're both all about this man. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I don't even, who even is Paul Newman? I don't know. I'll pull up a picture of him while you keep talking. You do that. Um... Charlie stays uh, at Mr. Boach's house Saturday night. On Sunday, um, Mr. Boach seems like he's doing okay. So Charlie goes to fish with his dad, which is really good. And his dad realizes while they're fishing that he seems pretty quiet and asks if, anything's, if like everything's okay. And Charlie's like, well, I'm just worried about you know the dog. And uh, his dad's like, well, why don't you bring her down this afternoon? Um, but again, Radar is refusing to leave. Mr. Boach's side because she's good dog like that. Yeah, good dog. Love the dog. Good dog like that. Yeah. Um, Mr. Boach tells Charlie to, you know, go sleep in your own bed. Like, I'll be fine. Um, and Charlie's like, you don't sound like very good. Like, you sound hoarse. Yeah. And he's like, it's, I'm fine. Like, it's not a big deal. Just go to bed. I'll be okay. I'll call you if I need anything. Um, and so we skip forwards, um, sometime. It's now Sunday, and Radar can no longer climb the back porch steps anymore, and she's only eating half her food, and then that night she only ate, she didn't eat any of it. And Mr. Boach is like, it's time you double up on those pills, because at this point, if they're going to kill her, like, she's going to die anyways. Yeah. So we need to double up on them. Yeah, I get you. Uh, Update, update, update. Here's Paul Newman. Oh. Is he the handsomest man who's ever lived? I wouldn't say he's the handsomest man ever, but he is good looking. On a scale from one to ten. Um, I give him a an eight. Now do Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is a 10, 100 percent You're really into Ryan Reynolds. Dude, Ryan Reynolds is so good looking. You're you're a Ryan Reynolds stan. I absolutely am. You're, also, I think Ryan Reynolds is just a good person. He's a pretty good person. Which I think yeah, yeah. adds to his being attractive. Right. That's part of the reason I like him. I don't just like him because he's attractive. I like him because he seems like a genuinely good person and like he really cares about his family. Like let's, I've seen I've seen clips. Let's talk less about Ryan Reynolds. <sighs> <laughs> I'm okay. sorry. We I know but I was worried that this is gonna diverge into one of our classic <laughs> five minutes bits about something. And I, I feel like Ryan Reynolds is not the bit that we need. Oh fine. If he All comes I up was again, I'll let say you say is that I saw a video of him. Thanking his wife and his kids, and it was really cute. You did it anyway. You did it anyway. It just made it longer. Me saying stop because you didn't stop. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> I can't believe we did one. I can't believe we did Ryan Reynolds for one of our bits. It's such a weak concept. Continue. I am. I am devastated. I can tell. 
Yeah, keep going. Okay, um, I'm trying, but you keep complaining about it. <laughs> okay, I'm moving on. Um, uh, so Mr. Burris tells Charlie to double up on the pills for radar, and um, Charlie just kind of he goes he sleeps in his own bed on Monday. Radar seems a little bit better. Um, but Mr. Bodich is not doing very well after the whole shed incident. He's using his crutches again. Um, cause he walked too heavily on his leg. Yes. Like he did whatever happened in the shed and yeah. he's just in a lot of pain. Um, but he seems like he's maybe getting a little bit better. And so Charlie's like, it's fine. Like I believe him that he's okay. Hey, I want to read you the last two sentences because it has the wildest sentence structure I've ever read. Okay. That night he seemed better too. Said he was bouncing back. I believed him. More fool me. More fool me. What does more fool me mean? I wonder if that's supposed to be more fool to me. No, but like, I think, I bet you more fool me is a fair sentence. Well, more fool me is. More fool me. Well, I don't think these are meant to be, these sentences are meant to be full sentences. Like, they're like fragments of thoughts. Oh, of course. But what does more fool me? I think more fool me. More. Okay. I know more fool me is supposed to mean like he was wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like I'm a fool. Yes. I get that. But the more makes it weird. More fool me. I don't know. I'm gonna start saying that more. If more I think fool me. if I think if I misunderstood something, then I'm like, ah, more fool me. It's caveman speak. I've Yoda'd it. More fool me. Like that's that is it, not how Yoda sounds. Yes, it is. Uh if he was gonna say, like, you fooled me some more, he'd say, uh, more fool me you have. More fool me you have. Yeah. Like our professor uh <laughs> complain not complains. But she always tells us not to speak in Yoda speak. <laughs> like, <laughs> why? Have you never heard her say that? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh! When we're writing, she says oh, not to right. not to write in it's Yoda it's, speak. It's because it's news writing, so simple sentences win. That's the whole reason. But also, you shouldn't write in Yoda speak, anyways. I, she meant like don't put the subject before the like. So you, I know you can make yeah, interesting sentences in like yes. creative writing, but not in news writing. Yes. Sorry. I see this is something that I'd rather talk to you about rather than Ryan freaking Reynolds. Shut up. <laughs> Moving on again. How many times have I said that <laughs> this time around? This episode, man, is going to be terrible. I'm sorry for listening. Keep going. It's great. It's great. They're going to uh, love it. Oh, my God. Hey, wait. Hey, wait. Hey, wait. Our negative energy will make this negative. This episode is going to be great and you're going to love listening to it. And I bet <laughs> you listening to it. I've just been busting a gut. Uh, laughing at this episode. Um, laughing at our weirdness. At our personalities, I our guess. Stre- our word. stressed college tiredness. Yeah, next week is finals. Actually, while we're here, I know this is late in the episode to do this. There probably won't be an episode next week because it's going to be finals and we don't. I don't think we'll have time to record. We'll see. But also, I could be lying. So just like, you know... Keep your eyes out and notifi- notifications on, but be aware that it's stressful time. We might miss an, m- might miss a week. Yes, we'll see how it goes. We'll see I how have it some goes. free time. I don't know what Colin's schedule looks like. We'll see how it goes. That's my schedule. Yeah, basically how college works. Back Anyways, at it. Um, it's now Tuesday, and Charlie is sitting in advanced chem, which sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, and his phone starts ringing, and his teacher's like, "Hey, what the heck you doing?" And he pulls out the phone from his pocket and sees Bowditch on the screen. And so he goes outside, answers it. And he's like, Hey, you know, why are you calling? What's wrong? And Mr. Bowditch is like, I'm pretty sure I'm having a heart attack right now. Yeah. Um, and he's like, uh, he goes, um, there's a lawyer you need to call. There's a wallet under the bed. Everything else you need is under the bed. 
you understand that it's under the bed. Take care of radar and like, you yeah. know, just do what I'm telling you. And then he, the phone, he clicks off the phone and mm-hmm. Charlie calls 911. Teacher walks out while Charlie's calling on 911 and is like, shooketh. Yeah, he's angry. No, he's just shooketh at this point. I, he was Charlie's he, calling 911. He came out to be angry yes. and then was like, <gasps> when he saw it was 911, he was calling. Yes. Um, Let's get forward some time. Charlie has ditched school, and is, which is fair, and is <laughs> biking as fast as he possibly can to Mr. Boach's house. He gets there. The ER guys are already leaving, which yeah. is good. Um, he Charlie goes inside and sees that there's a cup of coffee spilled. There's a calendar hanging off the wall. And basically, you can tell, like, the chair's knocked over. You can tell that Mr. Boach was just sitting, doing his own thing. When he had this heart attack, he stood up went to get the phone and like knocked a bunch of things over leaned against the wall which is where the calendars fall off yeah falled off yeah that's right fell but still it's okay falled off is not a word continue um but radar is sitting there and she's clearly very worried about it and he's like it'll be okay it'll be okay but he doesn't actually know if it'll be okay yeah um and so charlie listens to what mr Bush said goes to uh his bed looks underneath it and finds the gun in its belt. Gun. A key ring. Key ring. A wallet he'd wallet. never seen before. New wallet. Yes. And a cassette tape recorder. Cassette tape recorder. Yes. Thank you. I was just doing like announcements for you. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um, He looks at the recorder and realizes that Mr. Boach had either been listening to something or recording something. And he guessed he'd probably been recording something, but he didn't know for sure. Because it'd be wild, like, hey, everything you need is under the, under the bed. Everything you need. And they pull it out. It's like freaking Taylor Swift. Like, <laughs> I, it would be wild if it, was, if it wasn't Bowditch recording something. That'd be kind of funny. It would be pretty funny. Uh, what a great book, Stephen King. All of this leads up to, like, this is a hot new album I found. Charlie, I thought you'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a plot twist. Or what the heck? <laughs> uh. I can promise you that doesn't happen because that would be wild if it did. Yeah, and you know because you've read, right? Yes. I'm not, I'm saying, I've I, read I, it to, twice. I'm saying it to the listener. Oh, yeah. I thought you were saying it to me. I was like, Colton, I've literally read this book Yeah, not that you'd you be confused. You, you you knew that it wasn't a song, right? Because you, you read it, right, guys? Yes. I feel like I'm talking to myself here. <laughs> Probably because you are. I feel like one of those disappointed teachers who's like, <laughs> like asks a question of like the easy question from the reading that nobody read. Yes. Then they just like look at this class of students all like trying to not make eye contact. Literally every one of our professors. Yeah, that's how I imagine everybody who's listening. One to this of show our right professors, now. um, first semester here, one point <laughs> goes, I can tell. Or he's probably said this multiple times yeah. since, but he was like, I can tell when no one knows because they everyone just stops trying to make eye contact, and I was like. Oh, that's me. <laughs> this same professor I like because I he since he said that he'll ask a question I don't know the answer to. I'll make intense eye contact. Like Just I am, stare. I am, I've thought about that. I am looking at you. I will. I am not ashamed of my lack of knowledge. I <laughs> did not read, and I just like stare them down. <laughs> he never calls on me if he can avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a great strategy. Might have to use that. Yeah, start doing that. Yeah, I might. I don't know, though. I don't know if I could have a stare down <laughs> with him. Continue. Uh, okay. Um, but so Charlie puts the key ring in one pocket and the wall in the other. He doesn't have his backpack because he left it at school because he left in such a rush. Yeah. He goes upstairs to the safe, sticks his hands in the gold pellets, which is kind of a weird thing. What a weird but, thing to do in this situation. I know. Just for some de-stressing. Yeah. Um, he walks down the stairs, uh, says goodbye to Radar. Doesn't like bring her with him. He's going to go to the hospital. He calls his dad to let him know what's happened. And so he heads to the hospital. 
He gets to the bridge and he's about halfway across and his phone rings and it's Melissa Wilcox and she's crying and he tell she tells him that Mr. Butch is dead. He didn't make it. He died on the way to the hospital, which is really sad. I'm trying to think of an appropriate sound effect that I could make. <laughs> I was I was so close to <laughs> Don't do that. It seems wrong for this moment. So I'm trying to think of like a, a sound effect that would be like appropriately sad that I can do. But yeah. I don't think I have one. So guys, close your eyes and imagine the appropriate sound effect. It's really sad. And I'm that's sad. Why, yeah. It, but it's just dead. It's uh, very sad. Charlie is... Um, it's kind of ironic because when he gets this phone call, he can see the zip mart, which if you remember from the beginning of the book, yeah, um, is where his mom was going when his mom died. It's an omen of death, the zip mart. Because remember, he's <laughs> standing on the bridge. Yeah. The bridge his mom died on. Yeah. Um, so it's really sad. And uh, the owner of the zip mart comes out, Mrs. Zippy. <laughs> really funny. She comes out and she's like, is everything okay? And he's like, no, not really. Um, so he leaves because there's no point in him going to the hospital now. Yeah. He leaves to go back to the uh, Mr. Roach's house. And, you know, because he knows that Radar needs him. And Radar is not his dog. Yeah. Like, basically, it's his dog. Now. Yeah, who else is going to take care of it? Yeah. Um, he, get, he gets back to the house, pets Radar, and then cries. Of course. Which is really sad. There is one thing I do want to say about this, though. In this book and in this chapter... Stephen King does a really good job of like validating the fact that men too also cry. I like it. Like it's never weird or never like no one ever tells him that it's not okay for him to cry. Is that actually encourages it, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate that. Men with appropriate emotions. That's why I like his dad so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, his emotions to the mom, wife death was not appropriate, but his emotions to his son currently are appropriate, and I appreciate that. Yes. Um. So. He is. He Google's Charlie Google's um the lawyer's name that Mr. Bodich told him to call. Yeah. Uh, his name is Leon Braddock, and so he calls him and has a quick conversation. Uh, just and ba- uh Braddock just tells him that all of Mr. Bodich's affairs were in order. Yep. Because he hadn't actually expected to live long because he thought he would die from the cancer that he had. From the cancer, yeah. No, that's not what he died from. Um, but uh. Braddock tells Charlie um, that the only thing they will need is like an ID for his death certificate. Right. But other than that, like it's not a big deal. It's not a big rush because um, they obviously know who he is. Yeah. You know, it'll be fine. They just can't release the body until, yeah, like the actual ID. Yes. He tells him where the funeral like will be and that he will see him at the funeral because he's got a conversation he needs to have with Charlie. And yeah. he says it'll be a good conversation, I think. Yeah, which is uh, for a person mourning a death. I was immediately like, wow, lawyer man, show a little sympathy, my man. Yeah. I have some good news for you. Dude, yeah. my friend just died. What are you doing? That is really sad. Yeah. Um. So Charlie, we skip forward a little bit. Charlie's gathered up uh, Radar's food and her meds and everything. And they go back to his house um, because he's obviously not going to leave there, yeah. leave her there. Because she's just going to be lost and worried about Mr. Budich. Like, we don't know, mm-hmm. obviously, how much a dog would know about the situation. But we do know that uh, she would probably be worried. And, like, they, they don't know a lot, but they know when their owner's not there. So, like, yes. the, the fear of that would still be there. Yes. Um, his dad comes home. And this is really cute. It says, his dad says, dad came home shortly after noon. I don't know what he saw on my face, but he took one look and pulled me into a strong hug. 
I started crying again, this time a real flood. He cupped the back of my head and rocked me as if I were still a little boy, and that made me cry even harder. Oh, and then which is adorable, and I really like I said earlier, I really appreciate that Stephen King in this book, like basically validates the fact that boys and men have emotions too. Yeah, emotions. And his valid. dad is like okay with that. Yeah, which is really good. Like I feel like a lot of times in books, dads especially and like adult men are not okay with you know men crying like i feel yeah. like that happens a lot in real life in books and movies yeah. and all that and so i appreciate the fact that his dad is just holding him i think in life like in the world it's it's getting better yes i think, that's I think it is issue for sure. we're making progress on mm-hmm. i agree um when charlie finally stops crying his dad asks if he's hungry and makes him eggs which is really cute as well um he charlie tells him about what happened but doesn't tell him about like the shed the pistol like the gold like the tape recorder any of it yeah um and he's like i'll probably tell him eventually but i think he and he'll probably be upset that i held back on him but like right now i need to find out for sure what's going on before i tell him mm-hmm. um but he does show uh his dad the the wallet yes and in it they find um a social security card um a Laminated car declaring that Mr. Bowditch was a member of the American Woodsman Association and a driver's license. Yeah. Uh, so this makes him think about um, the fact that Mr. Bowditch had said um, that he was a like a woodsman, a woodcutter. Yep. At one point, um, the Woodsman Association card uh, shows Mr. Bowditch at about the age of 35. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got full blazing red hair, but he also has a cocky grin. <laughs> which is not at all what uh, Charlie would expect or what anyone would expect, which yeah. is fair. Yeah. Um. And then they take a look at the driver's license and his dad realizes that it's a fake, but a really, really good fake. Yeah, because his dad already did the research. He doesn't have a driver's license. Yes. And, so this and the license had been good until 1996. Um, it shows Mr. Butch at about the age of 60 or so. Yeah. Um. He's got red hair still, but it's like thinning and gray. it's starting to gray. Or white, actually. Yes. Um, but so Charlie's dad is like, this is a really good fake. And Charlie's like, well, why would he even need a fake? And what do we do about it? And Charlie's dad is like, just show it to the hospital. No one's going to be able to tell. No one's going to care. We all know who he was. Just let him die with his secrets. Like, as long like we, he obviously didn't, we don't think obviously, but he probably didn't murder anyone or like rob a bunch of banks, like do any really horrible things. So we'll just keep this secret, you know. Yeah, which, he's, he's like, I've seen how he interacts with you. So he, he was at least a decent human being. Yes. Uh, let him die with secrets, which yeah. I appreciated. Um, so two days later, uh, Mr. Boish is laid to rest um, the, uh, at the cemetery. The only people there are Charlie, his dad, Melissa Wilcox, um, Mrs. Richland, the neighbor, and uh, Leon Bragg, the lawyer, and then Radar, who slept the entire time, except for when the coffin was lowered into the grave and she howled. Yeah. Which is so sad side thing mrs althea richland is the neighbor yeah when you did the list it sounded like there was a person named althea richcock and the neighbor oh, and i just wanted sorry. to clarify they're the same they're no, one in the same richland is the neighbor yes the nosy neighbor yes the nosy neighbor because of course she would go to the funeral but that's literally the only people at the funeral which is kind of sad he didn't have a big family but he had like dedicated friends not a yes. huge number but dedicated yes um but so melissa gives him a hug uh, yeah. tells uh him that if she ne- if he needs anything, he can call her. Yep. And um, so 
As they're leaving, uh, they stop to talk to Braddock. Um, they see Mrs. Richland like looking at them, and Charlie's like, "Let's pretend we're going to our cars <laughs> so she can leave." It doesn't hear this conversation, and Smart. so that's what happened because she's very nosy. Nosy, nosy. Um, uh, she leaves, and so now it's just Charlie and his dad and um, Mr. Braddock. And uh, Mr. Braddock pulls out uh, Mr. Bosch's last will and testament. And Charlie's dad is like, oh, my gosh, he left something to Charlie. Mm -hmm. And Braddock's like, no, he left everything to Charlie. Look at him go. They're like shocked. Like they don't know what to say. Like they don't know how to react, which is 100 percent fair, especially because we find out that the piece of land that Mr. Bosch's house is on is worth high six figures. Yeah. That is so much money. Let's go, Charlie and his dad. Not to mention everything in the house. Yeah. And the bucket of gold that nobody except for Charlie knows about. And the portal to collect more gold, presumably. maybe. If my theory is correct, more gold portal. Oh, and also the car, which we find out is in storage in a town called Carpentersville. Yeah. Um, And obviously radar as well. Carpentersville. He's a carpenter. Maybe it's his ville. Maybe his <laughs> he's not a carpenter. He's a freaking woodsman who does woods cutter. He, he builds stuff. He built the shed with his bare hands. He's a carpenter. I guess. Kind of a carpenter. Yeah, I guess. Don't um, challenge me. But <laughs> Charlie's like in shock and they're like, Charlie's like, there's no one else. Like, can I go into the house? And the lawyer's like, yeah, it's yours. Um, There's no relatives. Like, we have to make sure it goes through first. And that no one challenges it, but he's like, I don't think, like, Mr. Fodich, so there was nobody, like, I don't think we'll have yeah. anything to worry about. Um, So it's all yours, and you can go in and, you know, whatever. He pulls out a business card, gives it, like, and is like, if you have any questions, you know, call me. I'll be in touch. And then he says, congratulations, young man, before he leaves. Yeah. Which is still interesting, because remember, they just came from the funeral. Yeah. But. But the, the dad and him are both fairly happy. Yeah. Um, they're still in a little bit of shock. Yeah. Um, we skip time a little bit more, and they are now back at their house, uh, Charlie and his dad. And his dad's like, how do you feel? And Charlie's like, I really don't know. Yeah. Which is 100% a fair reaction to have. For sure. Um, And he's like, this is actually really good for us, because now we don't have to worry about your college fund anymore. Yeah. And um, like that's a relief off of his shoulders, which is nice. Um. And Charlie's like, well, assuming we sell the house. And Charlie's dad's like, you want to keep it? Yeah. Like, you want to live in the psycho house. Yeah. And Charlie's like, well, I don't know. Like, I've spiffed it up a little bit. Like, I've already done all this work. I want to, like, do more. I want to paint it. Like, I want to do these things. Yeah. And also, I have all these memories with Mr. Bodich in it. I don't want to just get rid of the house. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, like just the idea of demolishing the house freaks him out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't really decided what they're they're gonna do, and so Charlie's like, "I want," like he tells his dad he needs to go up and get his clothes, and then asks if uh, Radar can stay here. And his dad's like, "Well, yeah, yeah, like where else would she go? At least until and then doesn't finish because presumably until she dies because yeah. she is on her last legs." Yes. Um, we skip forward time a little bit, and Wait. Charlie. Dramatically read this one paragraph that's section 10. Okay, fine. I've been thinking, sorry, I didn't, my weight was way too aggressive there. 
Um, I think this would be a good. So here's the reason I want to back to read this. This is the end of her chapter. If we were just reading this chapter, this is the crap that y'all would have to live with as the cliffhanger. Yeah. I was very wildly like, what a cliffhanger for just a chapter cliffhanger. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, so here comes Sydney dramatically reading the section 10 of chapter 9. The first thing I noticed was that the gate was open. I thought I'd shut it, but couldn't remember for sure. I went around the house, started up the back steps, and stopped on the second one. The kitchen door was open, and I knew I'd closed that one. Closed it and locked it. I went the rest of the way up and saw I'd locked it all right. Splinters were sticking out all around the lock plate, which had been partly torn from the jam. I didn't consider that whoever had broken in might still be there. For the second time that day, I was too stunned to consider very much. The only thing I remember thinking was being glad I left Radar at our house. She was too old and fragile for more excitement. Someone freaking broke in. Yeah. Like, what a, what a cliffhanger to end the chapter on. That is a really good cliffhanger. Um, for sure. Not as good as the cliffhanger where we stopped reading, but... Yeah, but it's a good one. Uh, side thing. Now, it's I'm not going to do any theories because this chapter happens right after the last one, so it's not like theory bait really between them. Yeah. Um, but when I when Cindy and I were together reading, she stopped me before I turned the page, and she said, I don't want you to see this picture. Yes. And so she pulled out my sticky notes and put like 15 across this image. <laughs> so yes, because I didn't want what was in the shed to be spoiled. Because the picture spoils what's in the shed. Um. And I'm not going to say it until we get there in the book because I know that a lot of you haven't read, and so it'll be a fun, a fun surprise for you guys too. Or if you don't have the, if you don't, have I'm really book. sorry if you don't have the physical book. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm sorry, and I'm not because then you wouldn't have it spoiled for you before you got there. Right. There's nothing I don't like about the pictures. Yeah. Is that they do spoil a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, he wouldn't make it that way if, like, you know, he didn't want. Yeah. It to be a little bit surprised. Uh, also. If you, do, if you have a not physical book and you want to see the pictures, we post them on Instagram when our episode goes up about the chapters. So we post the chapters pictures with our post. Yep. So go follow us there. It's the Fantasy Book Club podcast on Instagram. Sure is. And we uh, will, you can see the photos and it'll be very helpful. Yeah. All right. Moving on to chapter 10. The titles are Wreckage, Mrs. Richland, uh, Obit Thieves, The Tale of the Tape, Inside the Shed, The Tale of the Tape, Continued. Which is the part we don't read as the tale that of the is tape the part continued. We don't read as the tale of the tape continued. Uh, uh, so it opens with them, uh, him speaking about the wreckage. The, all the cupboards were open. A bunch of stuff was overturned. The the oven was pulled away from the from the wall. Uh, and there was a lot. Uh, the, basically, everything was just torn to shreds. Yes, everything was cut open and, and thrown on the ground. But uh, Charlie's very proud of himself because he put all the important stuff in the in the safe. Yes, the money from like the flower canister. Yeah is in the safe so that like the, the canisters are all destroyed and yeah a mess but they didn't actually get anything because Charlie was smart and moved it to a very safe spot go Charlie yep um and so uh this this set at the end of the section is very sad uh they're sitting on the couch where Mr. Bowditch had slept I called 911 for the third time that year and he's had a, a tough year going on he's had a very interesting year that's for yeah. sure yeah, his year has been something. Maybe I should start caring for super old people in hopes of getting all of their crap. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why is that suddenly like that doesn't even have anything to do with what we're reading right now? What I just said is so mean. I would never do That's that. That's awful. I hope everyone listening, I'm telling you now, it was a hundred percent a joke. I would never do that. But Colton Charlie Pratt. got so lucky in this story and he doesn't have to worry about money for college, and I am so jealous of him <laughs> for that. 
Um, College is expensive. This is true facts. Yeah. And so section two starts with uh, him saying, there was something I needed to do if I intended to lie and get away. And so he did that and then went outside to wait until his dad showed up. Um, he, he doesn't tell you what the thing he does yet. It, we do find out. Yeah, though. he tells you later. Yeah. Um, and his dad showed up and they kind of started putting uh, the stuff back in the cupboards. Um, well, actually, first, his dad didn't bring Radar, which is really appreciative because he didn't want Radar to have to like deal with this. Yeah, um, which is fair. And then they walk through and they start um, like putting the, the stuff back in after. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm out of order in my brain. They do start putting stuff back in before the police show up. Yeah. But first, he go, uh, Charlie decides he's going to go and talk to uh, the nosy neighbor, Mrs. Richland, to yep. see if see if uh, she knows anything. Um, and so they, uh, they're like, wait, do you really think she's going to know anything? And he says, well, if she does, I'll send the cops her way. And she doesn't, nothing ma- doesn't matter. Yeah. Which is, which is, I guess, smart, but also kind of, he sounds very, like, passive about this which seems weird yes um so he walks over and he starts asking if there's anybody uh that he like starts asking have you seen anybody who's been out of the pl- out of ordinary around yeah because uh, he tells her like yeah. briefly about the fact that the house has been raided yeah um and she talks about how they're basically just the fedex ups uh normal stuff uh and but then they also say there was there was a funny little man selling magazine subscriptions. Yes, before, subscription service of America. Before Mr. Bodich died, he he came by. Yeah. Um. And here's a couple details about this man that I want to, it to be known. Uh. So he was carrying a satchel like a postman. He had a a a cigarette that says subscription service of America, like she said. Uh, and he was selling samples like Times, Newsweek, and Vogue, just like magazines. He's yeah. just a magazine salesman. Um. And it was funny. He, so he asked if the man went to any of the other houses and uh, she says he went to like everybody's. Mr. Bonich never answered the door, but like he went to people's houses. Yeah. Um, and uh, the funny little man had a funny way of walking and talking. He walked with a kind of skip, like almost like, like he walked kind of like a kid would where like skipping and having a yes. good time. Um, he's had, had weird English. He said, righto. And, um, haha a lot not yeah. like laughing but the words haha mm-hmm. um and she she gives a little uh sentence that he said to her 70 percent off the newsstand price ma'am haha uh and he was a little man like a short guy yeah um quick theory before we I'll, I'll do i'll do well first thing also he was wearing a white socks cap like the guy who Charlie referenced earlier. What's his name? Christopher Polly. Christopher Polly. It yes. was definitely Christopher Polly, who still is a mystery to me, mm-hmm. but I am so freaking confident it's the leprechaun whose gold Mr. Bodich stole. Mr. Bodich stole this leprechaun's gold, and this is the leprechaun. Who else says right oh and ha ha? Other than freaking the lucky charms guy. <laughs> It's a it's a leprechaun. The lucky charms it's a guy. short little guy who says leprechaun phrases. He's a leprechaun from the portal. I don't know why the port why why the port has real leprechauns. Mm-hmm. Who's Mr. Bodish found the goal at the end of his rainbow, stole it, and now the leprechaun is chasing him down. Right oh. Like that's <laughs> that's what's happening. Right oh. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see, won't we? Uh yeah. Anyway, uh they're gonna start cleaning up more. And dad said they should wait for the police. Just to like document the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh so they did clean up the pots already. I was right. Yeah, they cleaned, point, up, they, they cleaned up a little, but his Not dad's like, we shouldn't do all of it because yeah. we want the police to be able to see what's happened. Yep. And so the couple new people come. Uh, De- Detective Gleason. 
And then officers Whitmark and Cooper all show up. Although Whitmark and Cooper, I don't think get ah, they do. Uh, Whitmark was like a camcorder guy, and uh, Cooper had a little lunchbox full of detecting crap, yes, like stuff for being a detective. Uh, detective Gleason does like a survey of the damages with a patented, uh, uncaring face. He does not give a crap about this because it, he seemed like he's on the edge no, of retirement. No, he does not want to be there. Um, and so uh, he's th- he directed the cops to get some footage of the rooms and stuff. Uh, they walked around, you know, just kind of uh, like doing at everything. cop thing. Yeah, you know? and uh, he just des- he determines that it was obit thieves, which are thieves who will hear someone dying in the newspaper and then um, uh, raid the house during the funeral, which, which is, is literally awful garbage. But it makes sense. It's a good thieving strategy. If you're already a thief, I feel like it's a pretty decent strategy for for finding good marks. Yeah, um, I yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And so they're kind of like a smash and grab person. Um, Dad asks, is there any fingerprints? And Gleason says, like, it would have been gloves. They would have worn gloves when they're doing this. Like, it's dusting every surface would not show us anything because if you don't find one fast, they're not going to be wearing, not going to be gloveless. Um, and then Cooper calls, Lieutenant, we got a safe in the master bedroom. And Gleason goes up there and they're like, maybe on the safe, they took their glove off after they couldn't get it to like the bust open because there are yes. scratches around the sides of the safe to like indicate yeah, you tried the to bust it open. The safe has been all like busted open, but they couldn't get in. Uh, they dust That's it. That's a pretty strong safe. Yeah, I guess safes are meant to be strong. Yeah, in my brain, that picture is a lot smaller than it must be because I was uh-huh. like, why didn't you just like carry it out, like yeah. carry it out of the house? They, but they it must probably have been, couldn't carry it. Must no. have been a pretty large safe. Yeah. Um, they dusted it and they find no fingerprints. Um, and the uh, detective asks if if they know the combination by any chance, and uh, they both just say no, they don't. You know why we find no prints? I'm getting there. Uh, he talks Sorry. about, he does, he talks about, uh, he wiped them off because he opened the safe. And so if there were fingerprints on it, even if the, the guys was there, it would have also shown Charlie's. And so he didn't want that. So he had to wipe them off. And that was his lie. Yep. Uh, also every time that this detective talks, he talks to his father and not to Charlie. Like he ignores Charlie, you know, Charlie's the one who actually knows all the information. And the last sentence of this section says, um, Sometimes I totally understood why women get pissed off. <laughs> yeah. I am the expert. Talk to me. Yep. Talk to me. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's kind of funny. It's a funny line. Oh, when we were reading this, Colton and I were reading it together, and I looked up at Colton and I said, I like this line. Mm-hmm. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. It, it's very funny. Um, now we move on to section four. Uh, and he talks about he spent the night on the ground on the uh, guest room in the ground floor of his house so that uh, radar can be nearby. Yeah, because his bedroom is upstairs and he yeah. knew radar wouldn't be able to climb the stairs. Yeah. Um, before he turned out the light to go to bed, he Googled the subscription service of America thing um, and discovered something. They are strictly online. No door-to-door salesman. The guy... They're also um, uh, subscription services. Which could have been a slip of the which, tongue or bad yes, memory. But he thought that was... Also, just something he pointed out. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Charlie has decided to believe that the man selling magazines was the guy uh, who killed Mr. Heinrich. Yes. And also uh, was like, maybe they, he, Heinrich got tortured to get the information out of him or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the guy trailed Charlie away from Heinrich's place. I think that's how he got the house, not from Heinrich. I think the guy was at the place when he when Charlie sold it and then trailed him back to the house. So, I mean, this is a theory. Yes. 
Um, so we can talk about this later. Yeah. But um, do you think he is the one who killed Heinrich? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. I, he's a leprechaun. I don't know what they're capable of. Maybe they eat people. Who knows? Maybe they eat people. Have you seen the leprechaun horror movies? It's about a leprechaun who kills no? people. Yeah, there's like 18 of them. And the, it's a leprechaun. Ooh, why are people. there 18? Because the first ones are mu- like uh, were like movie theater movies. And then the rest were like straight to DVD movies. Wild. One of them is leprechaun in space. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's oh, great. Man. Um, But uh, he thinks that maybe Mr. Righto was like told Henrich Mr. Righto haha <laughs> yeah told Henrich that if you tell me like information about this guy I won't kill you or something like that like I maybe they got something out of the guy yeah um uh and then he goes I wonder if Detective Gleason spoke to Mrs. Richland and also would they even think that the Mr. Righto haha was a suspect yeah. because he was here before my th- he died yeah so he would be assumed that um Mr. Righto haha is unrelated if they think it's an obit thief Mr. Righto haha yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, and he just has a bad time sleeping. He keeps living back and forth in this bed, getting like uncomfortable and having trouble sleeping. Yeah. Um, uh, he now is deciding that he's going to listen to the tape, like the sooner the better to listen to the tape. Yeah. Um, and that night he had dreams about getting suffocated and woke up with the with the blanket around his neck. He was he was all freaked out. Yep. Um, and then on Friday, it's, sorry, section five now. Yes. In section five, he goes to school again. Uh, and then on Saturday, he starts to go like clean the place up. And his dad offers to help, which is a great thing his dad does. His dad's so nice. His dad is really nice. Uh, and Charlie says no, because he just kind of wants to go up and do it. Uh, if he says also, his dad also then says, uh, call me if if it starts to get you down or freak you out. You know, very nice guy. Yeah. Um. Is that that offers to get the connections to a safe cracker because he his job gives him connections to shady dudes. Yes. So he's gonna see if he can find a, a safe cracker who can crack the safe for him. Yeah. Um, Not that, that he actually needs that because Charlie obviously knows the the code, but his dad doesn't know that. Yeah. Um and then that's the end of section five. Section five is a short one. And then section six happens where he gets up to the house. There's a, like a little there's police investigation tape threaded all around. Yeah. Uh, keep keep people out, which he decided was a good idea in case the guy comes back and the tape might scare them off from like trying to break in or something. Yes. Um, and first thing he did was he walked around back and went to the shed and was trying to listen and he didn't hear anything in there. Uh, and he considered opening the door, but decided to not. Yes. He um, decided he wanted to wait. Yeah. And so he goes to the safe and takes out the stuff that he put in there from under the bed, uh, including the tape player. And he hit the button. At first, there was nothing because he forgot to rewind. And so he hits rewind, lets it go all the way back to the front, and then uh, hits play. And we hear Mr. Bodich give a nice talk that I am going to do as a dramatic reading. Here we go. Did your father investigate me, Charlie? I bet he did. I know what I would have if I'd been in his shoes. And I bet that given his job, he had the resources to do it. If so, he will have found out that someone named Adrian Bodich, maybe my father, he would have thought, more likely my grandfather, bought the land in this house stands on in 1920. It wasn't either of them. It was me. I was born Adrian Howard Bodich in 1894, which makes me just about 120 years old. The house was finished in 1922, or maybe it was 1923. I can't remember for sure. In the shed, of course, we mustn't forget about the shed. That was built even before the house and by my own hands. The Howard Bodich you know is a fellow who likes to keep himself and his dog, mustn't forget Radar, to himself. But Adrian Bodich, my supposed father, 
was quite the rover. One Sycamore Street, here in Century's Rest, was his home base, but he was gone as much as he was here. I saw the changes in town every time I came back, like a series of snapshots. I found that fascinating, but also a bit disheartening. It seems to me so much in America was going in the wrong direction, and it still does, but I suppose that's neither here nor there. I came back for the last time as Adrian Bodic in 1969. In 1972, at the age of 78, I hired a caretaker named John McKean. Excellent older fellow. Reliable. You'll find him in the town records if you choose to look. It went on my last trip, supposedly to Egypt, but that's not where I went, Charlie. Three years later, in 1975, I came back as my son, Howard Bodich, aged around 40. Howard supposedly lived most of his life, up to then, abroad with his mother, who was estranged from her husband. I always liked that detail. Estrangement is somehow more real than divorce or death. Also, it's a wonderful word, full of flavor. After Adrian Bodich supposedly died in Egypt, I took a resident at the family man's and decided to stay. There was no doubt about ownership. I had willed it to myself. Rich, wouldn't you say? Before I tell you the rest, I want you to stop the tape and go out to the shed. You can open it. You have my keys. At least, I hope you do. There's nothing in there that can hurt you. The boards are back in place with the blocks on top of them. Christ, how heavy they were. But take my gun if you like. And take the flashlight too. The one in the kitchen cupboard. There are lights in the shed, but you'll still want the flashlight. You'll know why. See what there is to see. The one you first heard will be mostly gone, maybe entirely, but the remains of the one I shot will still be there. Most of it, anyway. When you've had a shifty, as the bitches say, come back and listen to the rest. Do it now. Trust me, Charlie. I'm depending on you. So. I'm oh, proud of my performance. Sorry. That was good. I'm proud of my performance. I made a few mistakes, but you won't hear them, listener. <laughs> uh, I'm proud of them. Yeah, that was good. Um, So we learn a lot here. So first off, we learn... Mr. Bodich was born Adrian Howard Bodich in 1894. At this point, he's about 120 years old. Old man. Yes. Um, extra old. Uh, yeah, 120. And when he was 70, somehow he made it seem that he was 40. Yes. So he um is a leprechaun. Okay, interesting. He. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say what we've learned. Oh, sorry. Um. He that was the theory, by the way. We don't know if he's a leprechaun. Yes, no. Um, he you know had the house, bought the house in 1920, um, or built it, I guess. Um, but he used to travel a lot, we yep. don't know where to. Yep. Um, and one time he went on his last travel to supposedly Egypt, we don't came know where he back, went, lo- seeming 40 instead of 70, like he left. Yeah. And changed his name to just Howard Bowditch. Yep. So he could now be his son. He was playing his son, his son basically, which is a little odd. Um, and yeah, that's what we learn here. Yeah. So there's a lot of lot of theories there. It's it's hard to uh it's hard to know where he went. Because he went for three years somewhere. And I'm not sure uh like where it would be. Yeah. Um, so I have a theory. Well, we'll get there. Let's okay. Do theories after we finish this. Uh, okay. Section eight. Here we go. Can you remember your theory? I'll do my very best. <laughs> okay. Um, so he pushes stop on the tape and he uh, thinks everything seems crazy. Like he's like, this doesn't make any sense. He's an old man. What's happening? Um, but he, uh, Grabs the the gun and, and the flashlight and the stuff 
and he gets a gun tied around his waist and he starts going out to the to the place. The shed, the yeah. The shed, yep. Uh he gets the key out of the pocket, drops it, get girls to get it. As he stands up, he bumps his head on the door. Like this dude is nervous, He's nervous. Freaking out, which is hundred percent fair. If this man you've like low-key kind of looked up to yeah. only tells you, I'm 120 years old. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd be freaking out too. Yeah. He puts the key in. Uh Takes a takes a minute because he's freaking out. He even yells like quietly into the front. Uh, hey, if you're in there, get back. I'm armed. Yeah, he doesn't want to yell super loud because he doesn't want uh, Mrs. Richland to see him. Yeah. And so he um, is like he can't get himself to do it until eventually he uh, get, like makes himself do it. Uh, the lock pops open. He walks in. He lifts the lifts the flashlight, finds a light switch, turns it on, and there are two battery powered lights, like you'd find like a crime scene. Yeah, sitting in there, pointing at the ground, um, and they're like emergency lights. Yeah, and uh, the floor was wooden planks, and in the far left corner, three boards were placed in a row with cinder blocks holding down the ends. Uh, and then he swung his his flashlight to the right and sees a cat sized. I'll spoil what it is. A cat-sized cockroach dead in the corner. Can you imagine that? That's huge. That's disgusting. Yeah. I don't like cockroaches, as most people don't like them. Yes. And can you imagine a cat-sized one? Yeah. But yes, so if you haven't seen the picture, at the front of this chapter, it is a big giant cockroach. cockroach. And I didn't want Colin to see it because that spoils was in the shed. I actually think, I think I said this to you already, that's a disappointing thing for it to have been. <laughs> I was hoping for more fantasy stuff, but it's big cockroach. And I actually had this thing. That doesn't seem like that big of a deal if it gets out. It's just a giant mutant cockroach. Like, it's not like a, it'll eat your face or anything. It's a cat. It's a cat size. I could punt that sucker. But you don't actually know, like, if it's just a large cockroach or if it's, like, harm- dangerous. I could punt that sucker. If but, okay, gremlin... to be fair though, to be fair though, can you imagine how people would react if a giant oh, cockroach no, started terrible. walking yeah. around? Like that would be really scary. So I think he has a solid reasoning to yeah. not want them out. So the cockroach he finds is like rotting uh, and it's dead, dead, like a dead, dead. There's he, he finds himself holding the gun after he sees it and he doesn't remember drawing the gun, but he does. Uh, he is holding it. Uh, and... While he's walking, his foot strikes something and he screams out and he looks down and discovers he kicked the leg of a different cockroach that was sitting there. Yes. Um, this one's the one that he heard originally. It's smaller and it's been dead forever. Like it's yes. mostly all the way gone. Um, and he walks over to the hole in the corner. He shines his light down and sees a bunch of the tiny bugs skittering all around. Mm-hmm. Disgusting, disgusting. Yes, because he sees like, because through the boards, you can see the hole. Yeah. And he sees like stairs. Yeah. And, uh, De- a lot of bugs skittering, not dead. Uh, he talks about how they're not big enough probably to move the boards, but over time, little tries over time would eventually get them out is how he thinks he can get through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big riches. And there are steps spiraling down and down. Uh, and then he says, I like this. I like this sentence. At first, odd, and then not odd at all. I was looking at Mr. Bowditch's version of, of Jack's beanstalk. It went down instead of up, but there was gold at the other end. I was sure of it. And I like that because that's been my theory from the get-go. Yeah. Definitely the portal with the gold from the leprechaun who's chasing him down, Mr. Right Ohaha, who's short, who has red hair, who uh, says leprechaun thinks who skips instead of walks. My man's a leprechaun. You can say whatever you want, Sydney, but my man's a leprechaun. We'll see, I guess. Um, I do like the fact that 
Stephen King ties the Jack and the Beanstalk thing to yeah. the the stairs. Yeah. Like I think that was a very creative little thing he did. Yeah. Like I like throughout this book, and this isn't a spoiler, but throughout this book, little things happen that kind of tie into the whole fairy tale thing. Right. Like there's a lot like when I first started reading this, I was like, how is this going to tie into like the name of the book? Yeah. And how is like the little fairy tale stuff he mentions occasionally, especially at the like earlier in the the book. I was reading it and I was like, how is this going to tie in? Because I don't feel like it really makes a lot of sense. But there is a lot in this book that ties into the whole fairy tale stuff. And I really like that he did that. And it's not just a title. Uh, yes. Um, and so then section nine, the last section we read, he backs out of the place, turns the lights off, relocks it, walks to the house. And as soon as he gets to the stairs, his legs go limp and he like flops over. Um, he grabs the banister. Uh and he sits down at the kitchen table with a tape player and he's, he wants to like cut it up and throw it away. He wants to ignore that this happened. Yeah. But then he remembers Mr. Bowditch saying he, he's depending on mm-hmm. him. And so he gets playing the last mi- on the last bit of the tape that explains everything. And that's where we end the chapter. <laughs> Don't read it. I know you want to. No, let me. So I said that I read the first sentence by mistake. So I'm going to read that sentence. No, first. don't do it. Make it so we're all fair on the same page. No. Yeah, just one sentence. Ugh. Mr. Bones, the first thing he says, because I read this already, I don't want everybody else to feel mad that they didn't get it. Well, don't. You're going to read further. No, I'm going to read one sentence. I'll cover everything else. It just says, they're just cockroaches and not dangerous. That's all I've heard. That's all I've heard so far. Yeah. And so that's all you get to hear too, listener. Um, So yeah. I feel sneaky. You see, Because I know exactly what happens. Okay, you ready? Yes. Uh, For theory time? Yes, theories. What were you going to say? Uh, I know who Mr. Bowditch is. Do da do da. Who do you think he is? He is uh from the fairy tale from Mary Martha uh, Martha Sherwood, the little woodman and his dog Caesar. Okay. Uh, that's who he is. I believe it. I believe that they're both from a fairy tale, and that's why they're so old and magical. Okay. And I believe he comes. I don't know how he gets here, but he's a fairy tale character. That's what Did I believe. Did you Google that? I googled. I know. I googled uh fairy tale. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I googled fairy tale, and I found one that's like is from. 1850 like it's an old fairy tale oh old old yeah so i think i think that's where he is uh the other guy who's following in rob place definitely leprechaun 100 percent leprechaun from the portal the portal he stole the leprechaun's gold i'm assuming there's other fairy tale creatures in there maybe hopefully not just big cockroaches maybe like actual fairy tale creatures i want this to be not like tunnels i want it to be like a portal to another world Uh that's what i'm hoping it ends up being is like he gets down there and he emerges into like a woods like another world Mm -hmm. and not just like he emerges into like sewers because that'd, <laughs> that'd be way less fun. That'd be funny. Um, let me think. Uh, Mr. Bowditch is, that, is this guy. I'm going to read this fairy tale between these things. Okay. Um, I think Mr. Bowditch and Radar are those people. Because I can't... I think Radar's probably older than he thinks. I don't think he... I bet Radar's been around for a while. Okay. I don't think he's he's the only one with magical age-defying abilities. Uh-huh. I think he got killed somehow by the fairy tale guy, the leprechaun. I don't think oh, it was Oh, Mr. Hard, Bowditch? Yeah, I think it was in, induced somehow. Maybe okay. poisoned coffee or something. Um. Although it would be weird if it didn't, but I think it did. I think it's what happened. Um, yeah, let me think. Is there anything else huge to to uh, address? I don't think so. Um, we will find out the very next section when we read it. The final section of chapter 10, you will find out most of your theories really not all of them your theories about mr butch you'll find out whether those are true or not i'm from the story by mary martha sherwood would that be you so will, funny if you, you said will, that <laughs> that would be funny you will find out um about mr butch 
Man, sure. Sydney, being on this side of it sucks nuts. <laughs> I, I like. I love it. It's funny because, like, I'm trying really hard to keep a straight face through yeah. all of it because I obviously know. And it's just, it's very interesting to see your theories and where your brain goes yeah. versus what actually happens. I liked, I liked when I was on the other end, because also you do this too, and I appreciate it because it's fun to guide questions because hmm, with Warbreaker, there were some things that at the time I was like, how would you ever predict that? Yeah. And then, so with you, I asked questions that kind of led you there. So you didn't get it like all by yourself, yeah. but questions that were like, you could have asked from the reading. I wasn't mm-hmm. giving you stuff that wasn't from the reading. Yeah. And I like doing that. I think it's really fun to like try not to do it. For, I try to do it with everything. I try yes. not to. And you're doing a great job, not that. But like with like predictions, I think it's fun to be like, what about this and this? How do these go together? Yeah. And then see if I can get you to piece them together correctly. So I'm trying fun. really hard to not have any reaction to any of what you're saying <laughs> because I don't want to ruin it because I know obviously what's true or not. Yeah. Um, there's really nothing right now that I can add that would piece it together because right now it's just you're just going to find out like, mm. I mean, obviously you have little things that we've learned so far and you have your theories that you've come up with and, yep. you know, little things that have led you to whatever. Yep. But, um, there's not really anything I can do or say that wouldn't just spoil the whole thing. Yeah. So, but I will say next, uh, next episode, um, when you read 1010, you will find out about for sure about Mr. Bodich. Yep. Um, so you'll, you'll learn your theories about him. Yep. And, um, we find out a little bit about um and this is just for the rest of the recording i have i don't remember exactly what happens in the in chapter 11 but um and you'll you'll i think you'll find out maybe a little bit about your your theories about um what's in the portal yep so yeah um any other theories uh no but listener if you have a theory feel free to go to the website in the description and reach out to us or message us on instagram and we will read you one and read you and like we'll read you all the podcasts one good thing about us being a not a mega podcast yet yet is that we can still read everybody's uh emails and everybody's uh theories on the show so if you have a theory feel free to email us we would love to hear you and talk about it on the show yep um all right i think that's everything we need to do until it's time right yeah (laughs) okay then in that case now it's time rank the characters okay let's do this we got this all right list from last week week four list we have charlie mr bodich radar dad melissa lindy franklin mrs ravensburger herbie fully loaded bill harryman andy chen cc mrs richland craig mrs silvis uh silvius birdie Coach Hardness, and then our dead tier, Mom and Mr. Heinrich. Right. And so this week we have a few characters to add. We do have a few new characters to add. Yep. So do you want to start with them or do you want to start with people we've already known? I think we go with people we already know and we can shove them in. Whatever. Okay. Let's start with Charlie. One. Charlie said one. Yep. Mr. Bodish goes straight to the dead tier, top of it though. I, I say top wrong. of dead tier, yes. So Radar can take two from that. No, dad takes two. Dad beats Radar. I think dad takes two. Radar didn't really do anything in this chapter. Yeah. Other than bark. I think Melissa's fair at four. Melissa's a really good person. Yes, I like Melissa. Lindy can stay at five, in my opinion, even though uh, even though he hasn't done stuffing for a while. He was a very good guy. I do think Lindy stays. Um, 
I think. And Ravensburger can say next. Well, actually, I think Mrs. Richland should move up because she's oh, nosy, sure. but she's nice. I right. think she moves up below Lindy. Yeah, right below Lindy. That seems fair. Because she, like, I mean, she's nosy, but, but she's is helpful, and yeah. she's actually been there. These other characters haven't really done anything. And now we've entered the zone of characters haven't done anything, which is um, where I think we shove Mrs. Zippy. I think we shove both officers in there. Uh, yes, I think the two officers, Mrs. Zippy and Mr. Ackerly, mm-hmm. because they didn't really do anything. I think they all go to like right below Andy Chen. I think everything stays the same until yeah. Andy Chen. I agree. Uh, and then let me, let me see. Is there any who else do we have? Then we have Leon Braddock, who I think is the lawyer. Yes, he is the lawyer. I think he goes right above Mrs. Ravensburger. Is everyone okay with that? Yes, I'm fine with that. So right below Mrs. Richland. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm good with that. Detective Gleason, I didn't actually. I didn't like, like him either. I um, like he's him. He's kind of a crappy. More than officer. Birdie below Mrs. Sylvius. More than Birdie, less than Sylvius. Yes, I agree with that. All right. In that case, I think that's everything. Um, so, what's up? Uh, is there anybody else we had? I think it's everybody. I think it's everybody we saw this week. So the final list goes as follows: Charlie, Dad, Radar, Melissa, Lindy. Mrs. Richland, Leon Braddock, Mrs. Ravensburger, Herbie. Fully loaded. Bill Harriman, Andy Chen, Mrs. Zippy, Mr. Ackley, Officer Whitmark, Officer Cooper, Cece, Craig, Mrs. Sylvius, Detective Gleason, Birdie, Coach Hartnicks, and in the dead tier, we have Bowditch, Mom, and Heinrich. Yep. So that is... You didn't read it in a funny voice. Well, see, the thing is, what I'm is not... What is this garbage? I'm so sleepy. So I think I, I earned one freebie. Okay, fine. All right. That's everything for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You should go ahead and click off of here. Scroll. Well, click on the app that you're in. We would love it. Scroll down. There's a link that says follow us on Instagram. Click that sucker. Go there. Click the follow button. And then you'll get some like content to remind you when the weeks are. You'll get to see the pictures yeah. again. Yeah. You'll get to see the pictures if you don't have you just listening on an audiobook. Um Any extra content we make will yes, be there. Any extra content. Um uh, with everything going on, I haven't been super great recently at getting extra content up. It's just... finals. Shut up. Because I'm tired. It's finals. It's... Shut up. Ah, it's stressful. It's stressful college time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, it's still fun to get a reminder that the episode up is up because if you're like me, you forget to read things when they go up or listen to things when they go up. Yes. Um. And you need the reminder. The re- so that's our reminder. Yeah. I post every Wednesday. Hey, it's up. It might yeah. be later in the day, then just depending what time I have. Yes. But it does usually go up on a Wednesday. And that's that's a win. Yes, it is a win. That's a win um, in my book. Anyways, next week we are reading chapters, or we're reading 10-10. So you finally get to find out what happens at the end of chapter 10. Yep. And then chapter 11, which is very long. Chapter 11 itself is almost an hour long. Wow. Yeah. yeah, be ready to, to, to sit there there's, and do it. If I recall, there's quite a bit that happens in Chapter 11. So that'll be really exciting. We're getting into the, the fantasy stuff yes. now and the fun stuff. And yes. I'm very excited for Colin to see all the things that are going to happen. I'm very excited to see it. Um, All right. Thank you so much to Alesia, who made our intro and outro music. Uh, that is A-L-E-Z-E-I-A on Spotify. And the song is called Windrunner Remake. Yep. Uh, and thank you to you for listening. We greatly appreciate you. In fact, uh, I greatly appreciate you, appreciate you, you know, so much that I wanted to let you know that uh, I love you. Peace. Why are you still here? We didn't even sign off. <laughs> well, they know who we are. Do they? What if they don't? 
Do you know who we are? I'm Colton. And I'm Sydney. And this was after the outro. The show's over.